Hi, I'm Sabrina Petrofeza. And I'm Lily Rugo. And this is Earth's Mightiest Fangirls. And today, because we were kind of unorganized, yeah. um, we are revisiting Guardians of the Galaxies Volume 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to do this before Volume 3 came out. I was um, supposed to watch the movies. Uh, we did none of that. Oh, I watched the movies. but Yeah, Sabrina um, did the assignment. Sabrina did her homework. Exactly. I'm operating off vibes and bad memory. <laughs> yes. Um... No, so I rewatched the f- volume one on Friday. Today is Sunday, and I watched the second one this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and quite frankly, well, we should also explain why we want to redo it. Okay, yes. Okay, so we want to redo it because our episodes that we did, <laughs> our episodes that we did are bad. Like, yeah, so I bad. think whenever we, we whenever we mention bad episodes, we're always like, or we're trying to think of episode ideas. We're like, oh, what if we did a rehash? What if we did this? And it's always because we were thinking of how bad the Guardians episodes went. Civil yes. War is also in that conversation, but specifically Guardians 1 and 2. Civil War is in, is in conversation for very different reasons, though. We were ill. <laughs> I was very ill. I fell asleep on you <laughs> at some point. <laughs> I should have just been like, no. The second I remember I was laying down in bed, and the second I laid down was when game over happened. Yeah, we that's a different episode, and we will redo Civil War. Um, but for Guardians, the second one, the second movie specifically, that one, neither of us were feeling it. I think it was one of those of like, we have to like, it felt it was like a homework assignment. It was not good. The and then Guardians one, 1, I don't remember what was wrong with it, but it wasn't great. I, you know what we did for Guardians 1? We just went down ca- the character list. And we were like, so this is this character, this is that oh. character, this <laughs> is that character. Because we didn't know what we were doing and we didn't have a lot of opinions. Right. Um, and I think generally, here's the thing. Generally, I don't walk away from the Guardians movies with negative feelings. Right. They're not bad movies. I want right. to get that out of the way at the beginning. They're not bad movies. The characters are entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, the direction isn't terrible. Like, is James really Gunn my fits favorite? That vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is James Gunn my favorite director in the MCU? Not particularly, mm-hmm. but you know he has good movies. He does good. Mm-hmm. He does the comic book like uh, genre group. A dynamic really well mm-hmm. uh what i will say and um yeah you what were you saying you said it was like it's the vibes right yeah guardians is really really good i think maybe i don't remember uh its timeline but it was the first one that i remember feeling like it had its own distinct feeling to it that was separate from the mcu at the time uh it felt it felt new and fresh and it was its own property kind of um, and James Gunn's really good at leading that and directing that and the hell's through with both movies and all the way up to the third. Yeah. And I think the, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Guardians happened, the first one happened, um, in like, I think like after, after Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. before Ultron, so like still kind of. Or like obviously it was early on, 
but it had nothing to do with our Earth heroes. And at that mm-hmm. point, at that point, Marvel and Disney were adamant in saying the Guardians and the Avengers will never meet. Mm-hmm. Like they were like these these teams are never meeting. Like don't don't expect it. Don't don't have that in your head. They're not. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. So it it was kind of nice to see this like breath of fresh air and we were getting more of thanos a little bit too which was kind of a silly thing for disney to be like they're, they're never gonna meet when like thanos mm-hmm. were there and like they'd be building right but you know what i mean um but yeah it, like it we we got to know more about thanos we got to know these brand new characters it, fully the breath of fresh air comes from new blood um yes at yeah. this point in the mcu for volume one right um but i think like i I think that ultimately what doesn't stick Mm -hmm. and i think we we say we said it in volume three it just like it's one of those movies where while there is like like a heart center for it Mm -hmm. it almost is like prioritizing jokes yeah the third one, I think, did less of that, but it was definitely what I think the second one did, or at least the way the second one felt. And and I, I remember, like, I thinking that the movies are funny while I'm watching mm-hmm. them, or while I watch them the first time, but on, like, a second watch, I'm like, okay. Like, there's mm-hmm. not, like, lasting comedy to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? um yeah in the way that like i i'll laugh over and over and over again i'm just like okay like that happened that's fine Mm. and also here's my thing um i i'm pretty sure the first guardians movie is written by a woman oh is it and i knew that going yeah and i knew that going in to seeing the first one like in theaters when it came out and I remember sitting there watching it being like, oh, no, I don't like this as much as the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And then I immediately gaslit everyone around me. <laughs> not like gaslit, but like, I'm not really. But I, I gaslit myself into thinking that I liked it more than I did because I didn't want to mm. say that I didn't like the movie that was written by women. Oh, OK. Huh. I, for some reason, I thought James Gunn wrote all three. Or at least he must have been one of the writers. I'm sure he's involved in it, but I think that, like, let me, okay, you know what, I'm going to double check this. But regardless of double checking it, Mm -hmm. this is, this was my belief when the movie came out. Right. Like, I, I had heard that women wrote the movie, wrote the script, Mm -hmm. and I was so excited because I was like, hell yeah, it's going to be great, like, woman movie and then i watched it and i was like oh no i don't like it as much as i like the other ones Mm -hmm. and that led to me just being like actually i like this movie and like not Mm -hmm. anything that was still early enough on in my enthusiasm for not enthusiasm I think that was still around the time that I wasn't, like, super into criticizing the things that I loved. 
Um, right. And since Guardians of the Galaxy was part of Marvel and part of, like, the MCU, I was like, no, it's Marvel, so I love it. And everything is great, and I love it so mm-hmm. much. And yeah. I wasn't, like, tr- I didn't I didn't want to, uh, you know, investigate that any further. Um, mm-hmm. But now I can be like, I, don't, I didn't care for that. It was bad because of this. Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. What, what are your What are your memories of the first one? Like, immediately you're like, I just, I didn't like it, or I liked it, or da, 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 da. I think, I, I mean, I liked it. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I don't re- remember, what year did it come out? Because it was before we all realized Chris Pat- Pratt was oh, terrible. Yeah. I was having that moment re-watching it where I was like, oh my god. Like, I felt nostalgic because I remembered thinking that opening scene was so funny. Of him, it like, was. dancing. And it's so funny. It, it was great. great. It's a great opening scene. And I remember just being like, oh, my God, Andy. Like, being yeah, so it was, happy. It was that time where uh, I was, like, you know, deep in Parks and Rec. And I, you know, I still love that show and stuff. But I think the other, were I to re- do as I was supposed to and rewatch the movie, I think it hit different. Because I really enjoyed Guardians. Like I said, the first one, it felt really fresh and new and funny uh the soundtrack is still the best part of guardians uh any of the movies i believe because it's it has such a a nostalgia feel because that's when it's based and it was good uh i love uh they're getting the gang back together type movie no that's not back together they're a found family that's the whole point of them but i love uh you see them get together for the first time movie um Yeah, I can't remember my initial feelings, but I really liked it. I thought it was good. Um, and then I can't remember. I think at this point in the time, when this point in my life, I had not seen every single MCU movie. I'd seen like one of the, like a few of them and like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Maybe, you know, Agent Carter if it was out and stuff. I was nowhere near to like plugged in to everything that was happening. So there's a very high chance. Oh my God, there's a fruit fly. Um, there's a very high chance that when Thanos showed up in the movie or he was mentioned, I had no idea what was happening. I was like, oh, that's that's the big bad. Look at look at him. Uh, and I had just every other thing that was getting tied together. I was like, I have no idea what's happening. And because I wasn't paying attention to how it all was connected, I totally just took it at face value of like, this is a single one off movie unrelated to anything else there in space kind of a thing, you know? I think that's like so lacking on the current <laughs> landscape of Marvel movies, though. Yeah. Of being able to watch new characters and not know that a villain is connected to other things. Mm-hmm. And just be able to enjoy that. Um, mm-hmm. The movie did come out in 2014, and James Gunn did write it with a woman. Oh, Okay. Um, so there was, like, a woman on the team. So I would... Haha. Right. Oh, 2014. So that was, like, our last year of high school. So, like, I definitely... Yeah. I saw this movie with friends. We talked about it and all things like that. So I think I have a definitely a much more nostalgic uh, sweet spot for the first one. Genuinely don't remember the second one. I remember I was probably excited for it based off of how I felt about the first one. Yeah. And then thinking back on it... It, it, I think it was a bit of a, again, it was enjoyable and I liked the soundtrack, but I was more into the MCU at that point. And 
I don't have any memories of the second one. Yeah, honestly, I was rewatching it and being like, granted, I was rewatching these movies and also playing Legend of Zelda because um, <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. I've said this a million times and Lily's already heard me say it. There's crack in that game and I am <laughs> incapable of putting it down. I can right. only put it down to charge it. Like, yeah. That yeah. is it. Um, but I was watching the second one and I, I was like, oh, right. This happens. Oh, right. This is where Mantis comes in. Oh, oh yeah, right. it's the ego movie. Well, yeah, it's the ego movie. Like, I... Like, oh, it it harkens back. I, I just rewatched... Like, I wasn't rewatching S.H.I.E.L.D., but I just saw a clip of of the scene where um, Jen is talking to the, like... Talking to Kevin. Um... And mm. she's like, what's with all the daddy issues? Peter Quill, two daddies, two issues. <laughs> like, uh, and that's basically this movie. Peter Quill, mm-hmm. two daddies, two issues. <laughs> so, um, what I will say, going, just like, going back to the first one, is I, I genuinely like... I like the 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 small moments of this movie. Mm-hmm. I like the time where character breaks out um where there's like the most heart happening. Yeah. I I always 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 when I think of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, I think of two things. I think of Rocket screaming like what is the what has the universe ever done for you? Mm-hmm. And like, why would you want to save it? And Peter saying, because I'm one of the idiots who live in it. And mm-hmm. I I really like, I just really like that, um, fun kind of attitude to have, um, mm-hmm. about it. Of like, I I'm not doing this morally. I'm doing this because like I want to survive. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't care about who's on the good side or bad side i just don't want the universe to end so that we can keep living in it right um because i'm not suicidal (laughs) and then i also think of rocket screaming um i didn't ask for this i didn't ask to be taken apart and Mm -hmm. uh, put back together again and again and again and again Uh, i think of that at those two scenes the most when i think about the first movie because i think like Again, I love a character that has been torn apart and breaking apart and, like, comes back kicking. And mm-hmm, that's Rocket. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I love, th- I love that in a character like that. Um, and I think it's interesting to have a character like that who has such a tragic backstory and doesn't turn... And, and, and I feel like the usual thing for a character like that is to be, like, soft and kind and nice. But he's, right. like, a total ass. Yeah, absolutely. And that's hilarious, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So those are, I feel like, the two things that I really think about when I think about the first movie mm-hmm. and um, are, are real highlights of it. Otherwise, I just think it's like a fun little foul family movie. Right. And we've talked about it before, especially in the second one, of just the the Guardians is so jock-y. It's like just jock humor um, and... Not even like broy, because that's I think that's a different 
feeling but this it's just very jockey and i think that's why i didn't stick with this as much because again it's really it's funny on the first watch it's it's great um but the jokes don't feel fresh and i think the second movie was a little bit of like you know whenever the 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 jock has a really funny moment they make a really good joke in class and everyone laughs and everyone like ah and we move on and the jock is like hey remember when i did that thing or he like he tries to do it again uh, and it's like, okay, that's like, that's funny, but like, you're still, we've moved on and you're riding that high. Yeah. Um, that is a little bit how the second one feels on, uh, looking back, but not watching the movie again. Um, yeah, yeah. of just, you were doing something new and you were telling a new story and you're working with characters you've already established, but in a lot of ways it felt like you're doing the same thing again. Mm-hmm. And the third one felt like it was, it was entirely new. It was... A little bit, it was removed because they've all the team had been through something. We were so focused on Rocket's past uh, that they were able to move on in a new direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, volume two, I, yeah, I don't want to beat a dead horse and just say, yeah, it's just like it was trying to be funnier than it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, This is actually, I cannot believe I'm about to make this comparison. So have you watched Puss in Boots, uh, The Last Wish? Oh, the new one? Yeah. No, I've only heard excellent things about this movie. I it have not seen it though. so good. Yeah. Um, I don't want to spoil this, but also it's like really obvious when you're watching. So like mm-hmm. I kind of... Uh, it's not going to ruin your enjoyment of the movie if you ever watch it, so I'm going to just say it. Okay. Um, in Puss in Boots, there is um, uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Puss in Boots, Goldilocks was adopted by the Three Bears. Mm. Like, so she's like their child now. Um, okay. And, and the baby bear is her brother and... They're they're um, on this hunt for the last wish, and she Goldilocks and Goldilocks is the only one who wants it. Like Mama Bear and Papa Bear and Baby Bear are really just doing it for her because she mm-hmm. wants it. Um, and and they're all under the assumption that she's gonna make a wish for like uh, you know money or something. For them to all live comfortably together, uh, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Turns out she was actually looking to wish for a family. Oh, and like her, yeah, right. Her journey yeah. was her journey was like realizing that her family was right in front of her the entire time. Right, of um, course. And I feel like that's what this movie was trying to do. What Volume Two was trying to do. But it didn't mm-hmm. work. Like, because there's a moment, like, later in the... There's a moment in the movie... Um, or at the, so at the beginning of the movie, Gamora um, and Peter are talking after Ego shows up. And mm-hmm. Gamora's like, listen, like, you should at least hear him out. You sh- We should at least, like, go and see w- what the whole situation is about. Right. And if, if he turns out to be a bad guy, we'll kill him. Yeah. And then later Standard. in the movie, Gamora's like, I think he's a bad guy. We need to get out of here. And mm-hmm. Peter's like, I don't you understand? I finally found my family. And oh, Gamora's yeah. like, 
I thought you already did, like, talking about mm-hmm. the Guardians, right? And there was just something so ham-fisted about it, and mm. I hated it so much. And I, like, really am just thinking right now that, uh, like, the comparison to Puss in Boots, because, like, obviously <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to make it back in the day. Right. Um, but I'm thinking about it now of, like, if that's the thing that you're trying to say, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like, so Peter has always been a character who, you know, he loves his mom, he misses his mom. Like, his right. mom was someone very, very important to him, and when she died, like, his whole world ended, and mm-hmm. he also got kidnapped the very same day. Um, right. So, I, I think, like, what wasn't set up enough for Mm -hmm. us to find this uh, whole thing believable is that Peter doesn't, like, there's almost, there's no, like, yearning for his family on Earth. There's no yearning Mm -hmm. for that blood connection. There's nothing there that makes me believe that he wants that, connection to family right in a way that like he feels he's lacking so there so it's kind of like why should i care that he cares so much about his dad like this feels like a brand new thing for him oh my god Mm -hmm. i guess this is my dad then like immediately gets sucked in and i guess like part of it is supposed to be that ego like sucks people in Mm -hmm. but i don't like that's not interesting yeah and i think it's whenever guardians gets peter focused it's just less interesting i think the first movie worked because they were working on found family and then yeah the entire second issue is peter's daddy issues yeah and that's not nearly as interesting um when we're already so invested in this entire cast i don't want to focus on any singular person any singular one like that yeah i don't like because the third one was very rocket focused um but we also saw a lot of peter's again is peter focused but we saw a little bit of peter stuff um and nebula stuff and also i think rocket's just a more interesting character than than peter um yeah but yeah the second one we were on this and it was not it was not interesting and again we knew and yeah the first movie was built entirely on uh found family and so we knew that this situation, what, what the situation was. And then, yeah, I wasn't interested in, in Peter's issues. Also, was this yeah. right around... And I think... When we realized Chris Pratt was terrible? Was the second one? Like, I, I feel like Jurassic like, World I was when people we started to realize. Starting, I think we were starting to get vibes. It was, it was the vibes of like, mm, something's off about him now. But it wasn't. Was it also like... the space movie he did with Jennifer Lawrence? That was also the other red flag for both of them. Okay, but that wasn't like. I, yeah, I mean, like, I it being in a movie like that isn't necessarily the actor's fault. Um, no, I the sorry, I'm remembering the press tour around the space movie was what people started oh. when like they did interviews and stuff so i don't remember what that movie's called or when it came out but that's the era i'm thinking of yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, um, I don't know. I think that, like, we were all starting to, like, a little bit be like, hmm, the vibes are off, but, like, he had not done anything yet Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. make us be like, "Mm, no. Right. Um, So I think that, like, general vibe around Chris Pratt was still positive, is what I would say, for volume two. Um, What I think with... Here's what I'll say. And then... You're the one with personal experience in this, so you can take over when I meant when I say it. Um, I feel like there are themes like of adoption happening here. Oh, in the second one, yeah, because mm-hmm. because Yandu adopts Peter, basically, right? Right. Um, and I feel like they would have had an easier time had they treated Peter as such, like. Mm-hmm. treated him as a child of adoption with a yearning for his birth family. Right. I see what you mean. Rather than um, just like, I don't, I don't know. Like I, Peter's emotional, um, motivation never feels fully formed to me. Yeah. That's a fair way to put it. Um, and you, I forgot, I mean, yeah, that is a huge, a huge part of it is his relationship with Yondu. And I think a lot of that tension is because Peter never, even if Yondu and the Ravagers had adopted him, it was never, oh God, sorry. It was never communicated that's what the situation was because in Peter's mind, he was like held hostage. He was treated terribly um, and things like, and that's a lot of the arguments he has with Yondu, isn't it? Of just like, you used to threaten to eat me and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and it's... I think that's, you're right, that's why the the ultimate narrative at the end kind of falls flat and fails, is because if Peter didn't feel loved and protected, like, you know, like like a, a child or part of the Ravender family or Yondu's son or whatever, then the ultimate realization of, like, you were my son, you always have been, it's not gonna hit. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just think that, like, they could have played it a lot more um right and had it to had it i just wish they'd leaned into it more because Mm -hmm. it's easier to parallel like this is his adoptive father or this this is basically this is the person who raised me this is my father right this is not my father because he didn't raise me. He abandoned me. He actually killed my mother. Like you, mm-hmm. there he doesn't are, care. He doesn't yeah. care about me. Yeah, and like I think that it's, it's definitely, a more not a more interesting story, but like, I, I just think that like, leaning into that would have, led to a more complex story. Yeah. For sure. And so the third one, the theme for Peter is he's running from his past. Like he can't get, and all, he simultaneously can't get over what he's lost. Like he's in grief. Um, But Mm -hmm. he also is running from his past, which is a new, I feel like a new thread to, to add into his life. I just never understand like what, I, I just think that like Peter's emotional motivation, like I said, never feels fully formed and i think it's because like i just never know where it's coming from i never know where it's coming from Mm -hmm. like the first movie is i 
fully understand that this man is literally still grieving his mother. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. By the end of the movie, it feels like he's finally gotten closure. Okay, yeah. Like he has closure on his mother, on his mother's passing. He can move on. He's got his new family. He can move on. Mm -hmm. And then volume two the is still about his mother's death yeah in a way that isn't and i new. get that like yeah and i get that like you know grief is not linear there are backslides new information right. is gonna like change your process and mm -hmm. um it's actually kind of funny now that i'm saying this out loud i'm like i give i give tony stark a full pass in civil war <laughs> for um, finding out new information about his parents' death and then immediately going in after Bucky. I <laughs> I give him such a pass for that. Um, well, I guess it's because also a lot of the second movie didn't feel like new information. The, yeah. the turning point that Ego gave his mom cancer, that's the end reveal, um, which, you know, it had to be the end reveal, the plot twist or whatever. But there... So I guess the new information that Peter got is he found his biological father. Yes. But that... And then it turned out that she, he killed his mother. But right. I think, like... But it just didn't feel new. No, it doesn't feel new. And, and I yeah. think that the, the thing that's missing, right, is that um, Peter need to find, needed to find out that Ego was hurting Gamora, Drax, Rocket, Groot, mm. even Mantis. Like, mm -hmm. I think that he needed to find that out and be mm -hmm. like well, you hurt my friends or you hurt my family. Right, like, right. Reinforce that he made a mistake choosing his his father right. over his family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because then, then it's reinforcing the family dynamic of the Guardians. It's reinforcing yeah, that they right. love each other even though they all, like, are always, like, calling each other's names and, like, yelling at each other it's like they are a family they care about each other and i think that's right. actually what the the third one does so well mm -hmm. is that because rocket's the one in danger like they're all still yelling and having conflict yeah. within each other but because the general like driving force of the third movie is the fact that they are all saving rocket saving rocket is like their their motivation always circles back to I'm saving my family. Right. Right. Also, here's the thing. I remember okay, I, I think I said it in the volume three mm -hmm. um movie. When when Peter kept saying, I need to save my best friend about Rocket. Right. I maintain that, that that I feel like there's no weight for that. Like, what do you mean? What yeah, you mean he kept saying friend? it in the third one, and I thought it was my own memory of, like, I know he and Rocket talked, and I think there's other things. Did Peter I get snapped? And it, it felt snapped. like one of those things of, like, I just took it face value of, like, yeah, sure, I feel like Peter and Rocket had a, had a close relationship, and maybe I'm just missing something. But it also felt like one of those things of he had to, like, he had to keep saying it, to convince us, you know? I think that it would have... It, the easiest way to fix that, because I feel like they were also trying to make a joke every time he said best friend. Because I, I, if I remember correctly, I feel like every time he said my best friend, someone would be like, hey. No, um, I mean, it was um, not Grog. Drax. Drax. <laughs> Grog? Who's Grog? <laughs> it's from Critical Role. Oh. <laughs> I, had, I watched the animated series. 
Oh, okay. It was good. I don't. I, I I liked the animated series, but I just I don't want any any two listeners to think that I'm a Critical Role fan because I'm a fake fan. I just watch the animated series. Okay. I believe you. I don't watch any of it. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Drax would be like, "What are you?" Like he would make like a a haha moment, a thing, and it would be become a joke. Mm-hmm. But it's not a moment that needs to be a joke. They could have just very easily changed it. I'm trying to save my brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Like, if if it was just, I'm trying to save my brother, I don't think anybody right. would, I, or at least I don't think I would have the, like, why are you calling him your best friend? Um, Because I think, like, that's more of the dynamic. Well, would you have an issue if he'd said best friend and Drax didn't immediately respond? Like, if he just said it normally? Maybe. I don't know. I I think that, like, best friend, like, hit me weird before Drax even made the joke. Mm, mm-hmm. But I can't really, like, remember fully. But I just, I think it hit me weird no matter, because I was just like, huh, what? Because I feel oh, like okay, there yeah. weren't enough. There is not enough, like, one-on-one Peter Rocket moments to uh, drive that statement. Did that, I, I'm not, I, I agree with you, so I'm not arguing, but I also, did Rocket ever call Peter his best friend? I feel like that happened once. No, I don't think so. No? Okay, I'm gonna go with your memory on it. For some reason, I thought he did. When? I have no idea. I mean, if it didn't I mean, happen in the Guardians think, movies, it might have happened in one of the Avenger movies, and I don't think it like, did. if anything... I cannot believe I literally just watched both of these movies, and I'm like, no, but if it did happen, <laughs> it was more of the, like, you're my best friends, like, all of you. Not, oh, like, okay. one person. Right, yeah. The only... The, I don't know. I trust your judgment. For some reason, I thought Rocket said per- it. The only, like... There... It's actually... Actually, now that I'm thinking about it... um. I guess, like, Peter and Gamora were a duo in the first ones. So, but I I was kind of thinking, like, Peter's the odd man out because Rocket and Groot have each other. Gamora and Nebula Mm -hmm. have each other. Drax and Mantis have each other. Mm -hmm. Then there's Peter. Yeah, Peter's best friend was Gamora. It was his love interest and it was his best friend. And then Gamora died. And then Gamora died. And then a past version of her came back. Um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I just think that he's I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. I just had that thought of like everyone <laughs> else has like a yeah. a pairing and I can I can Yeah. I can see all of them being like they're my best friend or like something like that. Um but yeah. for Peter Cuz also I'm I'm an idiot. Rocket's best friend is Groot. Like At the least the first Groot. The second Groot is his child. Mhm. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I think that there's, like, I just think that, like, Peter has no friends. <laughs> like, he has he has the Guardians, and the Guardians are his family. But your right. family's not always your friend, you know? They all care about each other. Yeah, for sure. Friends? Uh, I mean, and, in the third one, we can never And Mantis turns out to his be name. his legitimate sister. Right. And the third one, we can never remember his name. It's not Yondu. It's the guy who inherits Yondu's whistle. Craglin. Craglin's his friend. And I think that's that's all we got. That's one. Yeah, I guess. 
But Kraglin wasn't really his friend in the first two movies. No, it, it only happened in the third one. And the holiday special. <sighs> I, I'm convinced the holiday special only exists to be like, actually, they're, they're siblings. Yeah, it's barely canon. Just to give us that information before the third movie. Um, genuinely, what I'm also thinking about is that, like, every time someone like anytime peter is like thinking about his family it's because someone else prompted him to yeah like in Mm -hmm. the in volume three it's mantis being like well why don't you go back to see your grandfather like or like which didn't make any sense in the moment gamora being like yeah uh and gamora pushing him to 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 get to know his father and stuff like that so i didn't i just that ultimately this revisit is just us crapping on Peter and being like, Peter just sucks as a main character. And I wish that they had departed from him a lot earlier on. Yeah, the second movie didn't need to focus on him. I think he's a great, Peter's a great character as leader of the Guardians. Like he worked in the first movie. It was fine. But the second movie should have been more ensemble based. And that's what made the third movie work. And also the third movie worked because we were uh, focusing on a character that more audience cared about. Mm-hmm. Um and I again, if the third movie, the thread for Peter is he runs from his past, we should have seen that groundwork laid down in the second one. Um, yeah, and this is just didn't work. Yeah. Um, honestly, I've got nothing else to say. I've got nothing else to say, and our Skype is lagging really bad, so maybe we shouldn't push. This push is it. two movies, <laughs> and we can't make an hour. I mean, the thing is, two movies and we can't fill before. the hour. But this is also what tanked the the episodes of we were just trying to fill an hour based on nothing. And like, you know what? I'm gonna call it. It's all we got. Yeah, I, like genuinely, that's what our our other episode should have been like when we talked about it. And I think like we were, I don't know, like we're we're thinking about these movies in a much more broad scale in this episode, not necessarily trying to get into the nitty gritty mm-hmm. of like what the plot was and what this was and them doing this or them talking about this mm-hmm. or da, 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 da. so it makes sense that this is clocking in under 40 minutes but um yeah and like we don't care we don't care like the group is great we like the yeah. group we think the movies are fine they're fun watch them mm-hmm. they're a good time but ultimately yeah whatever like yeah and also the trilogy is done we're done with the guardians we don't have much else to say for now i guess i don't know I I think that you are still relying on the fact that, like, trilogies are going to exist in the MCU, and I just don't know that that's true. <laughs> well, I'm also relying on trilogies because, I mean, like, Thor proved us wrong. Um, but uh, yeah. the character contracts, like, Mantis wrote herself out. Drax wrote himself out. Um, we all thought Chris Pratt wrote himself out, so we'll see what happens with Star-Lord. Uh, things like that. And, like, James Gunn wrote himself out. And I would be really surprised if the MCU chose to do Guardians without him. That's why I think this trilogy is done. Well, James Gunn's got a much cushier job over at DC. I'm very interest- intrigued yeah, to see so how I don't... he does that, but yeah. All right, close this out. I got, yeah. I'm done. I got yeah. nothing. <laughs> All right. We'll be with you till the end of the line. 
You can follow me on Twitter at the Sabrina Pet. You can follow Lily at Lily underscore Rugo, and you can follow the podcast at EM Fangirls. And you can check out our website, EarthsMatesFangirls.com, and you can email us at EMFangirls at gmail.com. Um, we are on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, all of those places. So if you liked this episode, um, you want to hear more from us, whatever, that would be it would be really, really great if you could just like leave a little review, rate us a little bit on those uh, platforms, because um, it would really help us out. Thank you to Dexter Britton for letting us use their song Wonderland, and thanks to us for editing and producing it.